This is a HeadGum Podcast. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. It's Um, yeah, I could roll face and rage face, suck face and fuck face to that song. <laughs> Let's get started. Welcome to another episode uh, of If I Were Juice. Wait. I'm your host, <laughs> hold on. Jake Juicewitz, hold on, hold on, with hold my on. co-host, no, no, no. Amir Blumenshit. No, no, no. What do you mean you could fuck face to that song? What is that? I just mean if I was like rolling on MDMA, Molly, laced with a little speed. <laughs> And everything felt good. Yeah. And I was sucking face and fucking face with somebody. Right. Sort of like uh I guess I guess fucking face would be like a sixty nine position where two uh individuals are fucking each other's faces. Got it. And then what does that have to do with the song? Well just it would be a nice background to me sucking face and fucking face. <laughs> okay, so the song being on in the background is it feels like it's not doing much it's mostly the drugs that you're on it's no i mean the song does a lot i really think this i wouldn't say the song doesn't do a lot i think the song really does yeah a lot <laughs> okay what about the song but no drugs are you still fucking face no i'm i'm uh limp flaccid scared and lonely <laughs> got it <laughs> uh in a corner yeah waiting for the drugs to hit okay. wondering who the hell <laughs> sold me this fake molly all right what about uh real molly but no song what's going on there um real molly no song i am rolling face raging face <laughs> right, sucking right. face and fucking face <laughs> yes that's what my point is my point is it seems like this song but it's not as nice it's inconsequential the it's consequential yeah it seems like the drugs are doing 99 percent of the work and you're saying that i mean what do you like nice do you enjoy bonus. do you enjoy a cheeseburger with with a side salad Yes, you do, but I think you enjoy it more with some some really well seasoned Cajun fries. I would say Cajun fries are kind of maybe the goat French fries. Thoughts? <laughs> Tweet it. You think so? <laughs> yeah, that's a hot take. <laughs> All right. Okay, I guess I'll tweet it. I haven't tweeted in uh, four years, but I think I sh- maybe now's the time. Oh. You were just banned. You were just banned for, for drafting the Cajun fries thing. Hello? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm still here. It didn't hang up on you. I just see your Twitter, your your account's been locked. Oh, it's, yeah, it's, it's locked? <laughs> yeah, I guess you're retweeting a bunch of hate, hate crime shit. Yeah, right, right, right. So whenever the Molly's not coursing through my vein, <laughs> yeah. I'm sort of like... Um, a, 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 like a troll influencer. <laughs> yeah, alt, right, 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 you should say. Right. Uh, we didn't even say who that song was by. Oh, damn. Uh, it's by Adam Dallin, which is a rework of an original song called Letters, which is on his album Cowboy Music, which is on Spotify, Apple Music, and even Deezer. Do you think Deezer is a joke or it's an actual website with uh, albums on it? Gotta be both. 
the album is called Cowboy Music, and it's on Spotify and Apple Music at the very least. And if Deezer exists, then it's there too. Dope. Is that this is the second time somebody made a cover of their own Muzak? Yeah, for us. they're starting to get a little too original for my liking. Like our fans are talented, and that's nice, right? But don't like go making covers of original shit like i I hate to be overshadowed i still want to hear the songs that me personally likes yeah without having to hear new music discover new things Mm -hmm. basically it's good to have a song about us yes for free to introduce our show that's nice to have for sure but i'd hate it to i'd hate for it to come at the expense of me looking like less of a musician because I can't do it that way. Right. I can't do it to that and, extent. Uh, there's a world where someday somebody's fame and talent overshadows us. Yes, overshadows. Which would be sad. That would be the worst case scenario. That's exactly right. I wasn't able to figure out how to say it. But yeah, I don't want to be not as talented as X, Y, or Z. Right. To be diminished in stature and to be held in a lesser regard in comparison vis-a-vis a more talented musician would make us would be seem, a negative yeah it would thing. make us be bad to have it that way <laughs> i think this is yeah that's the easiest that's the clearest way to explain it right yeah. and i don't think that's like making us look small or petty i think it's basically it's just yeah let me take another yeah. stab at it um okay go for it the yeah. way we talk mm-hmm. is so we talk the best and to have right. another thing like for example to have it be music or to have song right of it is not like as good as we can talk so to have it be better than me is not good to me or you if that makes sense yeah no that does so so that tracks for me maybe i can just put it in layman's terms yeah for anybody and then we can put it didn't. to bed and then yeah then we can really we really right. have to go but yeah take a step but essentially on the on on the pod yeah is where we'll me and me and right you right. are partners and we'll have a chat yes and the chatting yeah is nice to to be good yeah yeah, yeah. here obviously. i'll take it from here uh, it's okay. nice to be good. Yes, that's true. But also, what am I trying to say here? In additionally, um, so let me take it yeah. from there. So, in additionally, in additionally, when a music is sent and played on this, yes, in between a chat, I, can I take then, it from here? When a music yeah. is sent and sent to a chat, <laughs> when a music is sent and sent to a chat, okay, <laughs> I cook cook. Corn, I can, I can. (laughs) Can you help me? Yeah, I can take it from you. So when the music is sent, the corn, (laughs) yes. Okay, I think we got essentially. I think we had it before. (laughs) <laughs> you, yeah, that one grinded to okay. a complete halt. All right. Yeah, that one that one stonewalled us to the point where <laughs> no more words were even being said. At a certain point, you were grunting noise. Right. Yes. But I Obviously. Think, I think the, the overall sentiment is clear. The gist. Yeah. Cool. Um, all right. Let's, um, let's try to answer some questions. Let's try to get out of I this figure that's Yeah, that's a good idea. Uh, we got some good ones here. We got one about prom. Of course, prom's coming up for some schools. We got one about ditching my roommate. Ooh. We got one about making an ex-boyfriend a best friend. Why don't we start there? Because that one doesn't ring very true to me. It's kind of interesting. I kind of like... The, have you... Have we thought about doing this ever? Like Oh, like a menu? Um, yeah. Like, like a table of contents for the podcast. Pardon the interruption style so people know it's coming up. Right. Um, no, we could we can try that. It's kind of fun. So we got a Game of Thrones question, a prom night question, an ex-boyfriend question, and a roommate question, which we'll start with. We need a lady's name. Oh, um, let's. I'm going on a little vacay today um, with uh, a friend named Ramy. Let's call this person 
Ramey. Oh, she would love that. She'll never hear this. <laughs> a 23-year-old <laughs> lady from Idaho, and I'm having some issues. This is actually a good way to see if any of your friends or Jill's friends listen to the podcast. So don't tell anybody about this, and we'll see if it gets back to Ramey. Oh, that's a good idea. And then in three weeks, you can start accusing people. You listen to the show? In four weeks. You listen to the show? In four weeks, I'll get a divorce. Yeah, I don't think you listen to the show. You don't listen to the show. Because you never heard about the question with your fucking name on it. Everyone should have told you that. Oh, maybe I haven't gotten to it. It was three weeks ago, actually. This is you shoving her husband. <laughs> She's like, I listened to the first 10 minutes, and it was unlistenable. <laughs> you're, you're making grunting noises at one point. You full-on forgot words. <laughs> That's fair. Okay. Did you like the music, though? <laughs> I wrote that song for you. Uh, Ramey writes, I'm a 23-year-old lady from Idaho, and I'm having some issues forming a relationship with my ex-boyfriend. I know it's cliche to tell someone that you want to remain friends after a breakup, but I did just that. And what does this diva do? He removes me from all social media. We dated on and off for three years, and it was a messy relationship. However, I was trying to do the mature thing by making it an amical breakup because we have a lot of mutual friends, and I may see him in social situations. I've been giving him space for about two months since he basically blocked me on all platform, but I'm still hoping there's a chance we can end things on a good note. Should I text him and try to remedy the situation or just let things be? It really irks me to think that he might hate me because we were basically BFFs at one point. So is there any possibility of that happening again? Or at least being friendly acquaintances. Any advice is appreciated. P.S. Amir, you can apply this to your past relationships with other chipmunks if it helps. Yeah, I don't really know about the mating habits of chipmunks, but I can answer from the human perspective, and then maybe you can take it um, on the woodland creature. I don't front. know much about. What do you think? I don't know much about chipmunks. I'll we'll both do the human one. Okay. Well, why don't I take the lead <laughs> since you're a chipmunk and I'm a person? Um, I'm but yeah, person. you can weigh in as much because I know you live among humans, which is neat. But I just mean like if you wanted to weigh in on any of the. I want to, yeah. The chipmunk <laughs> angle. I think that could be interesting for our listeners. I won't be able to speak uh, to that intelligently, but continue with the human stuff, and then I'll join in okay. with the human well, stuff. Wh- right. <laughs> well, why don't you, yeah, you can close the loop on the human stuff, and then I think it'd be cool to do a deep dive on chipmunk <laughs> shit. So, All right, what do you think? You're a, yeah. you're a chipmunk. That's what I think. Okay. So, <laughs> I th- this is, I-, I just don't think it's important to be friends with exes. But is it in poor That's, taste? I don't think it's in poor taste. I think it's in poor taste to force it. <laughs> it's in like, poor taste to force taste? Yeah. If, if you're like, I think the best you can be is open to a friendship with an ex. You can't be like... I think it's important that we stay friends because that that sort of puts on a little like the other person has to be down with it too. Breakups are hard, so like this guy blocking you that that says to me that um, that he's not ready to be friends at all. Like maybe the breakup was harder on him. He doesn't want a friendship. Yeah, it's it's too hard. I think the most truthful part of this email is when she says it really irks me to think that he might hate me. That's the whole point of it. That's the crux of it right there. If you think he's blocking you, then you're worried he's mocking you. Oh. And he actually might be. I don't think he's mocking. Blocking isn't mocking. What is blocking? Blocking is flocking. <laughs> oh, interesting. It's not really flocking. Blocking, but it's not. So blocking is not shocking and it is not mocking. Blocking is, excuse me, one second. Just pulling up rhymingdictionary.com. Yeah, it's not knocking. It's not cocking. That's obviously not what it is. I wouldn't say that it's cocking. Cock blocking. Oh, you know, it's it's locking. Blocking is locking. That's good. This guy's he's locking in his own like his own um self-worth and like he's he's doing what he needs. Just lock it in, lock it up. Uh you're you're out because he's got to heal and you're like you being around isn't letting him do that yeah blocking is locking but it's not mocking yeah yeah he doesn't necessarily mock you but i'm saying he might just might not like you that much but that's okay too you don't have to worry about that this person is you know no longer in a relationship with you and it sounds like it was a messy relationship because you described it as such so he might need more than two months to get over it 
I also think blocking isn't necessarily like, I hate this person. Blocking is more like, I need to get over this person. And to do that, I need space. Like, so I don't think that it's like, it, it does, like, you don't have to be irked that he hates you. If anything, you could feel kind of confident that it, you're so hard to get over. That's nice. What about this rule of thumb? For every year you've been in a relationship, it takes one month to get over. So this is a three-year affair, and it'll take him three months to get over. Yeah, but I mean, I've had like breakups that weighed on me, and I got over them, and it's not like then I wanted to be friends with the person again. That's just not how ev- like everyone is wired. So you you gotta you gotta respect people's wiring. Yeah. It just makes it a little more complicated because they're all in the same friend group and she doesn't want to be like, hey, is this person going to be there? Because then he's going to be Oh, weird. yeah. Well, the, the friend group is ruined. The dynamic is destroyed. Things will never be the same there. But that's the risk right? he took when dating a friend in the group. Yeah. And what is it like in the forest? Um, it's living amongst the chipmunks, as it were. Oh. I was yeah. just curious because we said we'd tackle the human thing and then you would I guess do the chipmunk I mean personally I don't know but I'm on Wikipedia and it says I guess chipmunks aren't necessarily monogamous animals um, a woman can have up to 10 partners at a time and there's no real like um, one-on-one relationships in the forest not that I know but I'm I'm doing research as a human like you could you could have easily done this research right okay. doesn't mean that it's coming from personal experience no totally well I mean for you, growing up as a chipmunk in your little tree, did you have lots of other chipmunk girlfriends and stuff? Did they have other chipmunk boyfriends? Because I know you read that from Wikipedia, but now I'm just wondering from personal experiment experience as you grew up a chipmunk. Yeah, I did have a chipmunk girlfriend, but I wasn't like, I wasn't a chipmunk. Like, I don't know how else okay. to say this. <laughs> Let's go this on shit. to the next question then. Yeah. You were? I, right. <laughs> I had two fucking, I had one friend and one girlfriend that was a chipmunk. That doesn't mean that I'm a chipmunk. No. Well, and what were your parents? My parents were one was, you know, a, a regular da- a regular guy, a dad, a normal guy and a dad. <laughs> you said a guy and a dad, but like a, was it a human person no, it or was it was not your a dad? human person? Okay. It was a chipmunk man. <laughs> and a and a wife. <laughs> and was your chipmunk man dad guy's wife a chipmunk? Yeah. Yes. Awesome, man. Awesome. Christ. All right. I feel like I'm being put on trial here. You're not being lambasted. <laughs> All right. Actually, let's uh, talk about another um, a hallmark moment of every childhood, or I should say teenagehood, the prom. Oh, the promenade. Uh, um, we'll call this man, who's another dude that you're going on vacation with? Chris. Chris. Um, writes, long-time listener, first-time baller, and I'm a, I've got a bit of a hard one for your boys to wrap your head around. Okay. I'm an 18-year-old dude who, for religious reasons, has never masturbated or had sex. What? You could probably just say never masturbated. We can assume the second what, part. What is the, yeah. I, is it a religion thing to say thou shall not freaking cream your jeans? <laughs> I can't even jerk my gurk. Uh, yeah, I think it's like wasting seed. Anyway, he continues, everything has been going great, but as I prepare for my senior prom, my boys have been razzing my ass about the upcoming event. Our prom is known for the grinding and sexy dancing that takes place, and my friends have told me that they think my lack of penile stimulation will cause me to bust a nut during the dance. Is this a realistic fear? What can I do to stop myself from soiling the front of my trousers while my dime piece date goes down to town on a dance floor? I could really use some advice before I seize my cheese in the middle of a school gymnasium. Yeah, that's... Okay, well, I feel... Imagine five years of pent-up puberty being rubbed up against by your prom date. Well, for I just feel like it almost doesn't even matter if you masturbate and have sex and... If you don't like if, when you're 18 grinding at prom, like your the hormones are are firing anyway, a maximum, right? So at the very least, I would say that like you're you're on par with everybody else. I mean, maybe maybe the fact that you haven't masturbated or had sex yet um, 
like you've been able to re- restrain yourself for uh, God and country, maybe that means that you have a lower sex drive, so you'll actually be a little safer. Whoa, so it hasn't been building up, it's actually been diminishing. Yeah, maybe your freaking dick doesn't work. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> you old Jesus freak. <laughs> I feel like if your brain really wanted to exp- make you explode, it would have done it in a wet dream by yeah, now. Yeah, maybe it has. Maybe it's like... Is is that like a little loophole for religious kids? Yeah, that's the evolutionary purpose of wet dreams is that if you can't masturbate when you're asleep, your brain says, you idiot, I'll take care of you and you'll your God will be none the wiser. <laughs> God's not paying attention while you're asleep. It wasn't me. It was my brain. I swear. <laughs> I swear it, mama. Outside the pearly gates. You no, know, your seed actually spilled. <laughs> it spilled. You didn't touch it, but you had a bad dream. Oh, uh, don't pretend like you're not up here jerking it, St. Peter. I mean, why are these gates so pearly? Yeah, you gotta go to. You have to go to hell now with all of the, uh, the rapists and murderers. Because... <laughs> Because you had a wet dream. Yeah. So. Imagine how many people have pent-up boners in heaven if it's filled with people who've never masturbated before. Yeah. What a what a boring place that would be. I only want to hang out with other people that bust their nuts. <laughs> what about an accidental orgasm? So he he's still getting off scot-free, but it's not necessarily like a wet dream. You mean what do you mean accidental orgasm? Like if you uh, rubbed up against something in a seemingly innocuous way, like if you found yourself in a really tight hallway. The hallway was so tight that it's a fleshlight. Yeah. So you construct a small little house Filled to the brim with fleshlights that sort of prevent you from walking or talking much. Like, And you find yourself in a place that you almost have to masturbate to get out. Oh, yeah, like a life or death situation where like... Like a hot escape room. Yeah, that's kind of interesting. Because then like God can't be mad at that. Like, because, you know, there's there's got to be like a commandment that's that's higher than the jizz thing yeah. so like the lesser of two evils like what was that to, what was that not. what was that aesop fable about the kid that fell down the well and he had to like jerk off so much that he actually like started floating and he can swim to the top i don't know if i remember that fable that must have been something that your parents read to you <laughs> <laughs> yes yeah come to think of it it was in my dad's handwriting interesting yeah it was like this this parable of sorts this uh this story with an interesting message about, I forget what the point of the tale was, but it seemed to involve enough cum to fill a well. That was the upshot. The <laughs> moral of the story is that you can always fill a well with spum. <laughs> yeah. So this kid can do something like that, like find himself in a situation where he you know, has to seemingly need to orgasm or force himself to masturbate. Mm-hmm. But if that doesn't happen, I don't know, maybe two pairs of underwear? Oh, yeah. You could always do something like that. Maybe you wear like a... a, Yeah, no. Two pairs of underwear? That should probably work. Do you remember how hot dances were? Oh, yeah. It's also funny that like as you get older, the boner and the grinding like is the point. Like when you're... When I was younger i was like oh god like i can't get hard because i'll like people will notice when they're grinding with me yeah and then as you get older that isn't that like why people do it isn't that why denim jeans are so hard because if we were all still wearing suits on a dance floor everybody would have a little tent pop well your denim jeans are hard because they're caked with spum from uh, grinding. Yeah, additionally. So so right. it's it's hard washed denim, but also dried semen. Yeah, you actually have really, really tight hallways in your house where you're constantly putting your dick, right? Yeah, I live in a fleshlight museum of sorts the size of a dollhouse that I can't stick mm-hmm. more than just my legs into. There's also um, a well outside that is just overflowing <laughs> with your seed. I don't know why I couldn't just piss myself out. Yeah. Anyway, that's a story for another day. Two pairs of underwear, I guess. I like that. That's a practical solution. Uh, All right, let's take a break. We'll come back, answer some more cues after this. 
Thank you to BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode of our program. Hell yeah. Thanks, BetterHelp. Jake, I don't know if you know this, but we sort of all carry around different stressors, Mm -hmm. big and small. Yeah. No, I've heard of that. Yeah. I've heard that. I've heard some people do that. And if you're anything like me, you just sort of keep it bottled up inside and never Mm -hmm. complain or talk about it to anyone ever. Very deep, deep, deep down. Yes. You put on a facade, as they call it. Mm -hmm. Yes. And And a masquerade. Mm-hmm. But when we do that, it starts to affect us negatively. It's not healthy. It's not good. That's why I use mm. therapy, which is a safe space to get things off your chest. And there's no better way to use therapy than with BetterHelp. Ah, very nice. So if you've been hearing a lot about therapy and you've been wanting to give it a try, but you don't want to, you know, go through the hassle of finding a therapist, driving their awkward waiting rooms, give BetterHelp a try because it's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suitable to your schedule. Perfect. You just fill out a brief questionnaire, Mm -hmm. you get matched with a licensed therapist, Mm -hmm. and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Ooh, love it. It helps to get things off your chest. It helps to talk about it. Right. So get those things off your chest with BetterHelp. That's betterhelp.com slash segments. You go there and you get 10% off your first month. Ooh, all right. Segments, folks. Yes. BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash segments. Segments. To get matched with your therapist as soon as possible. And if you use that coupon code by going to betterhelp.com slash segments, you'll get 10% off your first month. Nice. Give it a try. It'll help. Yeah. With BetterHelp. Thank you to Squarespace for sponsoring this episode of our show. Indeed. Indeed. Simply put, it's the easiest way to create a professional-looking website. Couldn't agree more, bud. That's it. Yeah. That's the tweet. <laughs> um, no, they do have a lot more than that. It's uh, right. it's a, it's They have 24-7 award-winning customer support. They have very simple drag-and-drop technology. You can code. You can design mm-hmm. a professional-looking website without knowing much about how the internet works. You can sell. You can launch and sell product from Squarespace. Yes. That's right. You can even... Purchase a domain name through Squarespace. For example, Jake, what can people purchase? Boneheader.com. Boneheader. It's like... Interesting. That's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. It's like if you're a boneheaded person, but you're doing a boneheader of move. You know what I mean? What about fitnessnah.com? So it's sort of like a relaxation technique mm-hmm. slash way to say damn the man with regards yeah. to fitness. It's a movement about not going to the gym. Fitness, it's nah. a it's an anti movement, really. No, it's a non movement movement. Is anti movement yeah. one? Anti movement. Uh, I'll like have it to be. check it out later. Actually, let me look right now. Anti movement.com is not available. Don't yeah. buy that one. Okay, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't. But so it's more fitness, of a fitnessnah.com. Nah. <laughs> yeah, it's more of a fitness nah thing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Squarespace AI also is a great way to kickstart or update written content on any website. They can generate instant personalized results that know and show your brand identity. Pretty cool there too. Incredible. So the way to get in on this action and uh, launch your own website soon enough Mm -hmm. is to go to squarespace.com slash segments. Segments. And when you're ready to launch, you use that coupon code segments at checkout to save 10% off their already low, low prices. Beautiful. Again, check out squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash segments to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Thanks, folks. Thanks, Squarespace. And we're back. Jake, do you have any? Oh, it's a little <laughs> yes, I do. Let me ask you a question, bub. Uh-huh. Do you smile at yourself in the mirror? I don't. You do not. I scowl and I cry and I wonder why. This was this was an interesting development for me. So a few I guess it was maybe a few weeks ago, um I was like using a like a little jade roller, which I think we've talked about on the on the show. Yep. We talked about the uh, little, stone that you roll on your face. Yeah, so I was using that and I was looking in the mirror and Jill was filming me, not like, you know, uh, un- unbeknownst yeah, to me. Yeah, candid shot. And when I finished, I sort of smirked at myself in the mirror. And um, she, like, she thought it was really funny. And then I talked to my sister and she was like, do you smile at yourself in the mirror? And I was like, oh, yeah, I guess I do. Like that, me doing that smirk was like something I do all the time. And... I just figured everybody did. And but my sister was like, 
uh, I like I do that too. And then I asked Jill if she did it, and she was like, no. And then now I just asked you, and you said no. So I didn't even know that people didn't smile at themselves in the mirror. That's how natural it is to me. Furthermore, I think it makes you have a more positive outlook on your day. If you smile at yourself, if you treat yourself with a friendly attitude. It's like a daily affirmation, a positive affirmation. Yeah. And then I, now that I've like thought about it and I started noticing it, I like I <laughs> I cheer myself up in the mirror all the time. What do you like visually or using words? Yeah, like sometimes I'll like just make a silly face at myself. Sometimes I'll I, I always I always give myself a nice smile. <laughs> I've caught you playing peekaboo with you. Yeah. Well, Mirror Me is just a he, – he's a real wackadoodle. Yeah. He's a clown, and I love him. And he's, he always teases me and makes me laugh. You'll dangle keys in front of him. When Mirror Hurwitz plays peekaboo, I don't know where he goes for a beat. <laughs> and uh, and then when he comes back, when he peeks out from behind the hands, and I see his smiling face, I say, oh, you got me again. I thought you had disappeared. Got it. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so he's always making cute faces at me, smiling at yeah. me, playing games with me, and it makes me happy to be there with him. And I miss him when he's gone. Um, <laughs> and my dad was never around growing up, and I didn't need him to be, because me or me would sort of take over for my father, so... <laughs> Mirror me is the best me. Yeah, so that's my, but that's my advice. Everyone should smile at themselves in the mirror. Treat it, treat themselves with a little bit of positivity and joy. Inject some some fun, nice times into your day through <laughs> smiles. I think that everybody has a face they make when they look in the mirror. Like I I do the same face every time I look in the mirror, and then uh, friends, family, loved ones all have like a certain face that they make, and it's like the face that they're like either inspecting to see their like biggest insecurity or like looking to hide oh, their yeah. insecurity or doing a face that they think they look best in. Right. I, I guess I do that too, but every time before I leave, I give myself a smile. <laughs> what's your what's your face that you make? I don't know. It's hard to describe. It's just a face. I guess I'd have to just take a picture. I used to like look over my glasses, but now I don't have glasses anymore, but I still like keep my chin down and look up. Oh yeah. I know exactly. I feel, there's videos of you doing this. That's your, I know the face. Yeah. Jill's also recorded me doing it. Who did? Jill's also recorded me looking in the mirror. She's doing some sort of like voyeuristic Expose. mirror yeah, it's, visual it's, art mm -hmm. shit. Right. It's invasive. It's <laughs> totally invasive. I didn't even know that she had come out to LA. That's like... <laughs> It's, a mess. it's actually called Jake and the Mirror. Oh, yeah. So in a way, it's kind of interesting. Yeah. No, I th she's starting a Patreon. <laughs> uh, speaking of Patreon, Jeff Rubin was on our Patreon this week. We were talking about old videos that we made together. That Highly is, recommend. Yeah, that's a that was a good one. It was, I, it was so interesting to watch Catan, which is like a video that you forget about because we did it during the first College Humor All-Nighter. So it was like... All those videos are a blur anyway, and it was also like ten years ago. Yeah, um, that and the other video that we watched, which is like one of our oldest video, but made me crack up. The party planning video is so funny. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know it's something I noticed in that video that we didn't notice in the Patreon watch commentary. Tell me. Uh, when I was talking about fucking interns, and everyone goes, "You can't fuck." The interns, Dan says, you can't buck, butt fuck the interns. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but it's like very subtle. And I, I like triggered when I was watching the video of us commenting on it. I'm like, oh, I think he's saying butt fucking. But I didn't remember that during the actual taping of the commentary. That's funny. I, I, yeah, I, I remembered him doing that joke. I thought it was good. <laughs> you can't butt fuck the interns. <laughs> like, Which is true. Regular fucking's fine. <laughs> Um, all right, back to the questions, back to the answers. Um, this guy has a question about Game of Thrones, which I thought we should revisit now that the show's over. Oh. And you're such a big fan. Well, was. Uh, we'll call this guy um, uh, Jamie Lannister, because that's a character that I remember from the 11 episodes I've seen. Great. I'm having a soul-crushing issue here, writes Jamie. To read Game of Thrones or not, it's been seen and heard that Jake dived into the series and I'm wondering if having watched the show will be like rewatching the show with just more depth 
uh, oh, sorry, this reading will be like rewatching the show with more depth into the characters, or will it bring to light new storylines and twists? I could, uh, I wish I could come to you with a dead, poor dad or a shitty, slutty wife, but unfortunately, this is the drama plaguing my existence. Love, Jamie Lannister. Firstly, what'd you think of the last season? Were you as down on it as everybody on my Twitter feed? Yes, I hated it as much and more uh, as everybody else. I'm the dude that started the petition. (laughs) Your finger was hovering over whether it should be raising funds for Alabama abortion or getting people (laughs) to rewrite the last season of Game of Thrones. And you said, fuck it, I got to trust my gut. Yeah, you know what? I couldn't be mad about both things. I donated and I'm pissed about Game of Thrones, okay? Yeah, but who'd you donate more money to? Oh, I donated $1,000 for them to reshoot uh, <laughs> starting from the end of season six. Wow. Oh, so people didn't even like season seven? I thought all this stuff was just about season eight. I think season seven is like where it started to diverge. And I feel like season seven being kind of bad like just shows how much trust and buy-in all of the fans had because like when dumb shit happened we're like it's okay they have a plan like this has to happen quickly here because like season eight's gonna be awesome right Um, so you had you you gave them the benefit of the doubt six great seasons and then a seventh that could have gone either way yeah yeah is every season a book like how many books have there been i think i believe there's been five books Okay. I think there's five. And then how many more books? Um, He's, there was supposed to only be one final book, but apparently he is doing two books now. He split that one up into two books, uh, The Winds of Winter and A Song of Spring or something like that. Got it. And will it follow the same story as the show, but just do it better? Or will he be like, nah, fuck that. Bran is not really the I've heard different things. Uh, One... The thing that I've heard is that that like Bran that um, George R. R. Martin did intend to have Bran sitting on the throne at the end, which I like. I do think is fine. I'm not gonna like say that Bran shouldn't be on the throne. I just think the way they got there is ham-handed and sloppy and incredibly dumb. Okay. So I imagine since there's not really a timeline for George R. R. Martin, uh, he'll and the books are already so dense. Like they slashed so much out of them for the tv show um i i think that the books will stay good i would be i guess i i'm definitely going to still read the books um i would also recommend reading the books to anybody who loved the show still did it retroactively ruin the books for you how bad this tv was are you treating it like this weird fan fiction experiment and the actual show ended in season six it came close to retroactively ruining the show for me wow like I'm not sure I can... I'm so mad at this season that I don't think I can go back and just like watch episodes of the show like I was doing leading up to the season because I was so excited. I would just like watch a random episode and be like, oh, I can't wait. Um, (laughs) For a while, I feel like it's it's that bad breakup thing. So I need like... uh, I need... What is it? Eight months off? (laughs) One month for every year was a bad relationship. Yeah, so then I'll be, we can be friends again, maybe in like a year or so I can watch an episode. I don't think I'll ever be able to watch an episode from this season. Do you think the show would have been just as bad if the books had already existed or were the books helping that much? I think that the, I I think that it wasn't necessarily about like the the books and the source material. It was really like just bad writing um, and not enough time, like the way Cersei died is kind of cool to me, but the fact that she like didn't have any screen time or like make any last ditch effort or like, I don't know. She just didn't do anything like cool this season. So I I think that, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I guess I think that the, I don't think the show needed the books to, to figure out the plot points, but it needed more episodes and more screen time. Uh, for it to do everything well yeah a common complaint was that everything was rushed yeah and i think it was it was so like it was so rushed that like it wasn't like things had to happen they just straight up cut so much out like the fact that john stabs daenerys and then it just cuts and it's six weeks later and he's a prisoner makes truly no sense (laughs) they were 
two minutes before that is slitting the throats of it, like soldiers who surrendered because they were once loyal to Cersei. Uh, and then, then a guy stabs their queen, and that guy is just a prisoner. That's not how it works. <laughs> the city is surrounded by unsullied and Do- Dothraki. They're like murdering indiscriminately. The queen is killed, and that guy goes. And then the guy that does it goes to jail. Are anybody, are any like mega fans coming to the defense of this last season in the subreddit? I have not seen any. I've seen the only thing I've seen is like we should be grateful that the show is so good and like these people did such a great job with their performances and yada yada yada. <laughs> I I agree the show is it, they they did something very cool, but like also they bungled the ending so bad that I think they have to like apologize <laughs> to you. <laughs> Me personally. No way. At least let them issue a Mia culpa to everybody watching. Like you can't I think it's expect- gotta be a fucking I need I need a I need a personal apology. In like face to face, by the way. No. I don't want like a no letter way. or a phone call. A, a personalized handwritten apology to you is not enough. You you just wanna meet the cast. It's clear you just wanna meet the cast. If okay. I mean if if the king of the north delivers the apology no. and we get to hang out for an afternoon, <laughs> no that's way. fine. I'll in character. You want the actor to be in character to deliver the apology to you, and then you want to hang out with that character. Yeah, I want to. I don't want to hang out with Kit Harrington. I want to hang out with Jon Snow. <laughs> okay. So as so, the apology, you want everyone to get back into costume, apologize to you in person, and then you get to hang out with them, and they can't break character. Yeah, I want to be in Westeros for a year. <laughs> This is you're asking for more every time. Now you want them to rebuild sets for you. You want to visit the set. Not where do they shoot it in fucking Scotland? Not the set. I want to visit Westeros. <laughs> well, that can't happen. I'm sorry. I want to be. I want to be like a Lord of Winterfell for a year <laughs> yeah. in Westeros. You want to have some sort of medically induced coma dream that lasts a year, where you're part of the universe now, Nick Arcade style. You've completely en- enveloped yourselves into the book. And during the show that you're currently in, you want characters to apologize to you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, no. So you got it. No, I don't get it. You get it. That's way too much. I'm glad you get it. Have you seen videos that are now surfacing of like character or actors guessing how the show will end like two or three years ago? Oh, no. That's really fun, though. What do they say? There's this, I think the lady who plays Sansa, again, I'm not 100% sure, was being interviewed at a junket with the guy who played Jamie Lannister. And she's like, I think Bran will end up on the king's throne. And then Jamie Lannister seems to like know how it ends because he's like trying to actively convince her that that's not how it works. Almost as if he knows, and he's like, No, that's that wouldn't work. That wouldn't work because like, yeah, it just it just wouldn't work. Forget that. Like, don't even record that. <laughs> <laughs> that's really interesting. That's crazy. Like, stop this interview right now. <laughs> that's so absurd <laughs> you'll ruin the show Sansa <laughs> I'll, I gotta send you that link who's that actor he's not American right no I, I've, I have I've no I've like seen his name but he's like I think he's like Danish or something yeah he looks Some like Vigo Mortensen's hot younger cousin yeah um, alright one last question before we get out of here yeah uh, another lady um, who plays Sansa do you remember the character's name or the actress Sophie. Name. Sophie writes, Two years ago, I kissed a guy my friend was into. She, mo- she had moved away, and I initially picked him up at the bar, so I didn't think it was that big of a deal. Oh, and I had made out with his friend the same night and ended up, quote, picking him in the long run. I told her shortly after this happened and apologized. Flash forward to today, we're roommates, and I heard from a third person that she's still mad at me about this. Between the grudges she's holding, other drama we had, and her overall negative attitude, I don't want to live with her anymore. The lease is up in August, and I want her to move out and a cooler person to move in. How do I go about doing this? Or should I just find a new place and roommate? Thanks. Love, Sophie. Or Sophia? Sophie. Yeah, Sophie. What do you think about this one? I don't think you can force someone else to move out. I think if you don't like the person, you got to leave. Yeah, I'm with you. Other Like between this grudge, her negative attitude, and other drama. Like it sounds like you guys have an awful relationship, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's not like you just told us like one thing that's sort of like an insight. Like uh, this is like the straw breaking the camel's back. But, yeah. But it sounds... 
your living situation sounds untenable to me. <laughs> it's not working out for anybody, no. including you, for this thing that you did two years ago, you're saying, and there was no other reason. I bet if we talked to the roommate, she'd be like, all right, here's what's really going on. Yeah. Well, every time we should we should do another another podcast where we call the person that the question's about. Oh, that's cool. The other perspective. The other side. The other side. If I were you, quote, the other side. A luminary exclusive. Ooh, there's two sides to every story. <laughs> that's good. And we'll even have piano music in the background. Yeah, like an investigative deep dive. Yeah, into like what this relationship was like and why. That's cool. And it would cost cash. Yeah, and someone should give us cash. Yeah. Luminary should give us a budget of... What is like cereals budget probably? Probably like a, 150 grand an episode. Right. So if we got that, we could probably do the episode for more like, than that. For, all right. So if we got like 500 grand an episode for that deep dive yeah, podcast we'd have to on like it. the shitty roommate thing, we could probably yeah. produce each episode for like 240 bucks. We'd like unpay, like underpay a producer. Yeah. Cheaper. And then we're pocketing what is like 500,000 uh, minus 240 bucks. It's like, uh, four hundred ninety nine thousand seven hundred and sixty bucks. Okay, and then we split that. Yeah, evenly, you and I. So that's t- yeah. divided by two. What is that? It's <laughs> like two hundred and forty nine thousand uh eight hundred and eighty bucks. <laughs> so like, that's pretty good. And like, like yeah. that. If you think of that as like, that's that's per episode. That's yeah. 10, like a 10 episode series. What's that times 10? Ah, uh, uh, 2,499,800. Uh, bucks. <laughs> That's actually pretty freaking good for 10 weeks of yeah. work, right? Uh, yeah, it's a lot. My head's starting to hurt. Yeah. But then you got to think like, of like, that's like, yeah, taxes. Oh, all right. So yeah, those that's taxed on like at like thirty five percent probably. Yeah, thirty five. Yeah. So like, what's th- what would I owe? What's my yeah? You know, like what's what's what's, yeah, what's the damage net? there? What do I? Yeah. What's what do I have to pay to Uncle Sam? And what do I? Oh, uh, what pocket? did I say? It was what's two million four hundred ninety nine thousand eight hundred eighty. Yeah, so then we got 35% uh, going to the freaking government, obviously. 35% so what's is like 5%, which is like 10% divided by 2, so it's back to the 249,880, but divided by 2 is like 124,940 uh, uh, times 7. So that's, uh, let's see, 124 is like 12.5 times 7. Uh, 11 times 7 is 77 plus another one and a half sevens which is 10 uh, <laughs> I think it's close to like fuck I want to say like a million maybe a million one bucks <laughs> I just did so much math for you and then your one follow up question was the unit of measurement yeah it's always been bucks everything <laughs> bucks. i've been saying has been dollars you're so dumb you're not doing any of the heavy lifting i came up with the freaking idea <laughs> yes sorry bucks bucks everything's in us dollars so far do you want me to convert the currency yeah <laughs> oh shit to what <laughs> Uh, can you convert it to Icelandic kroner? Because I think that's where oh, I might buy the. Fuck. I might so buy what's a the summer exchange house rate? Seventeen thousand to one. Yeah. Uh seventeen million four hundred thirty thousand Icelandic kroner. That's actually not bad. Can you do me a favor? If you're on your computer, just <laughs> oh, open up a new. I'm not tab. on my computer. Yeah. Do, All right. Do Zillow and Accuready. And <laughs> there's nothing. It doesn't exist there. All right. They use a different website, I guess. Okay. All right, then that's all. That's all. Now you don't want to do the. Now you don't want to do the podcast. No, I don't. I got so far. If I'm not going to be able to use Zillow to find my summer house in Iceland, then I don't really see the point. But that that was cool. All right, all right. Let's wrap it up, bud. Uh, You got to leave. You can't. You can't. You can't kick a roommate out, but you can kick yourself out. Yeah, I would say that is accurate.
Unless you did something so and bad. This, this seems like it's a toxic situation. I feel like just get out entirely. Let's start clean. I think that's what we do. Okay. All right. Yeah. There it is. Yeah. Enjoy. Um, thanks for listening, everybody. If you have your own questions, your own theme songs, send it all to show at gmail.com. The opening one was written by Dallin, Adam Dallin. Ooh. This closing one is written by Jerry Grimes. So thanks, Jerry. Thanks, Adam. Thanks to you. Jake, for joining us. Oh, by the way, you never gave out a award for this episode, I'm realizing. Oh, um, yeah. So I won I won the golden mic, and you got the dirty. So congrats. Congrats. What? <laughs> congrats to who? Uh, all around. Congrats to me? Congrats to you on taking home the dirty. Yeah, good job. And, um, <laughs> and congrats to me for taking home another GM. Pretty fun. Good stuff. <laughs> Good old stuff. Uh, I love it. Uh, we're going to be in Chicago, I should say. There's about 50 tickets left to our Chicago show. Uh, headgum.com slash live. You can see us June 14th, 15th, 16th with all of our favorite HeadGum friends. Come on down. It's going to be a party. Yeah, we'll see who wins that golden mic live. What do you think? That'll be cool. Oh, they're doing... Um, we give them out during live episodes. You decide that you get one during live episodes too? Yeah, I've won every live episode we've ever done. What did you win for this week, by the way? What do you mean? Which joke did you have that was the best? Um, you said you got the golden mic. Right, 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 right. I think it was sort of like an overall performance thing. <laughs> and then me for the turdy, was it, do you think maybe I didn't win a turdy, but I didn't win a golden mic? No, I thought you were being cagey about um, being like a, you know, the fact that you're a chipmunk. So I feel like every time I have to pull that out of you, it's... That's a turdy. Yeah, that's a little bit of a turdy, to, just to me. <laughs> That was like a turd-based performance in a way. Yeah. <laughs> I think that I won the golden mic. I had fun doing the show with you, man. Let's <laughs> let's just try to stay positive because I think it's important for us to to sort of like, you know, yeah. p- present ourselves as like a like a strong unit and I don't want I don't want this to, you know, reflect poorly on you really. I think smile people... at yourself in a mirror is that what you said was your advice yeah that was my unsolicited advice <laughs> to smile at yourself in the to mirror. smile at yourself you're not smiling at me <laughs> <laughs> you want to create a positive day for you why don't you smile at me <laughs> all right we'll be back next week <laughs> all right you fucking prick <laughs> suck my dick